And I know that we spoke about being comfortable with failure, but there's a time and a place for that. And if you haven't set up your people to do it and they can't do it, essentially you've failed as a manager and not in the good way that we're going to learn lots of lessons. It's That's actually your responsibility. Hi, I'm Hannah. And together with Steph, we started Wiser to help people understand their why, become wiser and thrive in their careers. So here we are with the Get Wiser podcast. Enjoy. Hello, Hannah. What are we here to talk about today? Hello, Steph. Today, we are here to talk about the common challenges that new managers face when transitioning from being a team member who directly handles tasks to a manager role and being accountable for both their own tasks and other people's tasks. Perhaps we could start with you sharing experiences of successful managers who have navigated this transition. Sure. So navigating this transition is pretty hard. Hand on my heart, I cannot think of someone that has navigated it successfully straight away because mm. it's such a it's such a weird phase of your career because you go from doing it all uh, and a big like we talked about in the last couple of weeks a big reason that you got promoted into that role is because you were doing the other role so well so it's uncommon in my experience to see someone and I know for myself personally I did not nail that transition um, I was really caught in doing it, doing the doing in my way. And then all of a sudden I have to stop doing and let other people do. Yeah. Um, and that's not something that is easy for me. So it's really hard because you have to make two adjustments. You have to make the first adjustment of stopping the doing. And the second adjustment you have to make is adjusting to somebody else doing what you know how to do, but doing it their way. And so rather than than seeing people succeed in that transition straight away, what I have commonly seen is people falling into that trap of going from the doer to the micromanager because that's where their middle ground is. Their middle ground is doing. um, But letting – Hannah, I'll let you do it, but I'm actually going to hang over your shoulder every step of the way and tell you exactly how to do it. Uh, so that's more common to see than someone just flourishing. I think um, what I learned, oh, I think we had like a, a consultant come in and actually talk about how adults learn. And quite often the way that adults learn, it's very children, very, very different to the way that children learn is this concept of show me, tell me, let me. So show me how to do the task first tell me how to do it. So what are the key steps and the instructions that I need to execute? And then let me do it myself and then provide feedback. And so in this cycle, we, um, we did like a few tasks with that principle, with those principles. And it's actually really interesting to see the way that you pick things up. But yeah, it's just a really interesting concept that adults learn in a different way to children. But I think, yeah, the biggest thing is being in the practice of patience, not my strong suit, um, but allowing people to be learners, you know, we did, we spoke a bit about being a learner last week or the week before and knowing that, you know, it's going to take time. They're going to make mistakes, but that's how they're going to learn as well. Yeah, exactly. And part of this transition is acknowledging that people are not going to do it the way you like things done. And also people are not going to know how to do it exactly your way straight away. No, they're definitely not. 
How would you describe the mindset shift required to embrace this identity of a new manager whilst retaining your strengths as, you know, being the doer as, doer as well, so executing but also leading? Yeah. The mindset shift you have to make comes around trust. I know that it's really hard to shift your mindset, mindset straight away because you can't just decide in yourself or change your mind that you're going to trust someone. You need to, people need to show you that they can do something and then you build that trust and then you want them to do that task again. So you actually have to learn to trust the people in your team to do the thing. Um, they might not do it the way you would do it or the way you used to do it, but what all you need to trust is that they will work it out and they will do it in a way that gets the same outcome. Um, because after all, part of becoming a manager is ensuring that you always get that deliverable or that outcome. That's where your role changes. Your outcome previously in the role before was to just do a part of the job. But now your outcome as the manager is to get the whole job done. So you really need to acknowledge now what your role is and where you sit in the project um, because you are no longer the entire project doing the doing. You now just oversee it and deliver the outcome. I think as well where I've seen so many managers that have turned out to be great managers, but, you know, like you said earlier, where they've started is they have needed to hold all the cards and their concept of success has been being able to do all of it and almost do it for their team. And that's where they fall down because they'll step away from the business because they've got another project on or they're being pulled to a different client and their team are not autonomous and executing because they've held their hand or they've done it for them essentially for too long. And I quite like the, the idea of not literally making yourself redundant, but being able to set up your team to do exactly what they need to do autonomously so that you can step away and effectively everything runs as it should. Oh, exactly. That's so, that is so true because if you fall into that trap of being the micromanager where your team always needs to ask you a question before they go and finish something and all of a sudden you have 10 projects on the go and 10 different people waiting on you to tell them what to do to finish that project then all of a sudden you as the manager you just have 10 balls that you're throwing in the air or 10 plates that you're trying not to drop and it's like all just about catching the one just before it hits the floor um, <laughs> so you're doing you're really doing yourself a disservice in your new role if you don't acknowledge that early on because you're just going to spend a lot of time chasing your tail and it really comes down to that notion that you know when you're a manager or a leader, you know, your success is in your people. So you are successful because your people can execute successfully. Yeah. And that is where you see success, not not throughout your individual brilliance. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so in this, I mean, I know that we're going to talk about this in another episode, so we'll just touch on it lightly here. But the significance of delegation and, you know, empowering your team members to be able to, you know, successfully execute because you've got that culture of trust and accountability. You really have to change your perspective on delegation. And I've seen this so often with people that aren't yet managers or they're in that upper level of senior, if that makes sense. So they're yeah. senior, but they're not yet a manager. And they're trying to show that they can be a manager. And so something that I have seen happen is someone gets a little too excited to delegate because they see delegation as this like hierarchy thing. Uh, but as a manager, delegation is actually part of developing your people. 
you delegate stuff to give other people the opportunity to learn. That's really important to acknowledge if you're just before that manager level is are you delegating to demonstrate that you can help people learn or are you delegating because you now believe, you know, you're in the hierarchy and you get to give someone else the thing you don't want to do? Oh, there's nothing worse than that person that comes in and they're like, well, I'm slightly above you, so here you go. You can do X, Y, Z, and, you know, that's that's not productive to anyone's growth and development. You're just being a dick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I think as well it's like big picture, like really thinking about the big picture in in those sorts of situations when it comes to delegation because, yes, of course, I might be able to do it really quick right now and get it done. However, if you take the time to teach someone, coach them through going through that process and give them feedback on how to improve, then that long-term you're actually going to give yourself back a heck of a lot more time. I think as well in that, um, in that trust piece, it's also getting comfortable with failure because when you're doing something for the first, second, third time, you know, you might make mistakes. And of course, there's tasks that you cannot make mistakes on and, or that, you know, there's an outcome that it can't be a failure. But being comfortable with failure as you're being a learner because that way you're going to build trust in yourself that you can do it and learn from where you can improve on for next time. Yeah. And just one other thing I wanted to add on the point you made around sometimes it's quicker if you do it yourself or quicker to do like a shortcut of how to do it. Um, something I used to be really guilty of was thinking that, oh, it's just quicker if I do this job myself rather than giving somebody else rather than delegating it. Um, and that's as a manager, a really dangerous habit to form because then no one actually learns. And mm. what happens is you get into this pattern of you're always the rescuer. So someone will always get something 50% of the way there and then you need to finish the last 50%. And what I mean when I say that you need to delegate something to someone, you have to delegate the whole task and you sort of have to think of it in a way of, okay, this might take me 15 minutes today to explain how to properly do it um, versus it will take me five minutes just do it myself. So, yes, today five minutes is quicker than 15 minutes but if you have to get, if you're doing that same routine over and over again, where someone's getting half of the way through because you haven't empowered them to do the whole part of it, and then you're always rescuing and spending five minutes, five minutes, five minutes every day, that's exactly your point. That's a lot more time than the initial 15 minutes had you just delegated it properly. 100%. Well, I guess to do you have anything else to add here before we look at summarizing some of the key learnings from today? Not really. I just have one challenge for people once you summarize. So today we've talked about the common challenges when you're transitioning to that manager who's accountable for doing and then setting up their team and looking at the power of taking time to teach people how to learn effectively. Um, and a big part of that is understanding how people learn, but also making sure that you're investing the time so that they do learn correctly, which is going to give you time back down the track. Um, we've also looked at the concept of where your mindset needs to shift and really stepping into that trust piece. So you trust your people to execute and trust that you've set them up for success and knowing that the success is in your people. And then also looking at um, delegation and what that looks like and 
staying away from delegating for the sake of delegating because it's feeding your ego and your um, perceived hierarchy, but delegating because A, you trust your people and it's something that it's going to set them up for executing a task that you no longer need to do because it's part of their role now and you're no longer the person accountable for that piece. Long-winded summary. (laughs) One thing to note is I remember um, earlier on, I don't know, in one role someone said to me when I was a new leader, don't do anything by yourself more than once. Not necessarily literally, but if you're doing something and you can execute it well, next time be like, hey, look, Steph, like I really want to show you how to do this. So as you go through your role, you're actually teaching people along the way. I really like that. It was something that stuck with me. Yeah, I agree. And I know you've just wrapped up, but just to add one more thing. Um, That's right. If you if you have a team of people that can't execute basic things, is it because you've never actually shown them? Or if you have a team of people that can only get a job halfway there, is it because you as the manager have never shown them? So you have to remind yourself that, yeah, exactly, you shouldn't be doing something by yourself more than once because it is your responsibility to develop your people and that is done through letting them actually have a go and delegating and letting them do it. And I know that we spoke about being comfortable with failure, but there's a time and a place for that. And if you haven't set up your people to do it and they can't do it, essentially you've failed as a manager and not in the good way that we're going to learn lots of lessons. It's that's actually your responsibility. Yeah. You've, you've failed them and you've failed their ability to develop. Correct. You spoke about a challenge. Challenge more. Sure. So I think a fun challenge for people to do if you're a new manager or you are, you know, approaching that manager position and you're trying to demonstrate that you can do it, go away and find one thing that you do every day that you could pass on to someone in the team that you, that either your team or the team that you work in, something that they can make their own and take responsibility and ownership for, and then they can pass that on to someone in the future. Just find one thing. Just pay it forward to knowledge, guys. Exactly. And gals. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, we've drawn out the wrap-up, so we'll cut it there. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Bye now. Bye.